Hey everybody, welcome into the show. Wow, John, that was a uh, that was a really cool animation you had set up this week. Ingenuity helicopter, man, that I love that thing. Ingenuity Whirlybird is getting better I'm every so time. That was looking pretty cool. With the 3D printer as the pilot, too. That's a nice touch. I do have to point out, because it's a running thing, guilty bystander. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I You know, because you, you always hear of the opposite. Everybody's an innocent bystander. And I'm guessing, you know, something happens, and they'll be like, that guy's innocent, that guy's innocent. And that guy was a prick. He does whatever he got, he deserved it. So just flip of an old classic. Just the other side, someone who's like, yep, had it coming. Well, how are you doing today, Kirk? I'm doing good. I got my first vaccine shot last week, so I let, it's been like a week, and guess what? My arm hasn't fallen off, so no side effects for me. Just saying, it hasn't killed me, so That's I can good. recommend it thus far. Word. John, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a busy week again. Doing I lot. second that. Yeah. That animation was a lot trickier than I thought it was going to be. No, it turned out really good, though. I I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. I almost missed the intro again. Your stupid animations do that to me every <laughs> week. In fairness, yeah. I think he's distracting. You should, do, you should do live animation one time just to see if your wrist can go that fast. <laughs> if you can draw at actual speed. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Okay. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> well, I feel like we got some good stuff lined up again this week for the show. First off, I want to talk about that helicopter, a.k.a. the Mars Whirlybird. We got to see it fly, and so I didn't have to shave off my goatee, which is good for, well, the human race. But <laughs> it did successfully launch, and fly to its predetermined 10 feet, hover for a few seconds, and land. Really cool to see. Happy that it happened. And uh, now they have successfully flown for a second time, which is even cooler. Uh, they pushed it to 15 feet for the second run and had it kind of fly over a little ways and then come back. And they have another flight set up for tomorrow morning that is essentially going to go up all the way to, um, I believe, 16 feet, which isn't much higher than the second flight, but it's going to push the envelope uh, to a 60-second flight, and they're going to try and get it to go further one way and then come back. I heard the main problem they're having is finding a movie short enough to show on the 16-foot <laughs> flight, and they just haven't figured that out yet. Once they get that locked down, they are good to go. Uh, yeah, it kind of doesn't even feel like you need peanuts for that one. No. Right, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, but the main motivation for them actually getting it off the ground was so that Chris did not reveal more of his face. That's what the yes. science I was, that's, without a doubt, it was like, yes, the technology, and it would be nice to do this, but um, more face coverage for that guy. Save humanity from Chris's face. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Chris. I'm 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 really happy that the helicopter was able to help me out. Luckily, we did have 
the uh, the flight video too, and it was cool to see the picture that it sent back. I don't know if you guys saw that, but just seeing the tracks from the other rover uh, as it was flying, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and just the the still of it above the ground. Because at first it kind of looks like it's a top-down picture, and it's not. It's it's taking it from the air. Yeah, no, and Mars is definitely red. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Okay, so it's not communist. Maybe it's just embarrassed. How about that? That's a little <laughs> less politically. It's just, it's, oh, my, I can't believe I let the rover on me. It's just, oh, he doesn't even know me. But the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which was going into the 3D printing aspect of the, uh, you know, what we talk about, the Moxie system. John, did you see that they successfully scrubbed oxygen this week? Yes, that was, uh, well, like I said earlier, uh, I say that, I was talking to you earlier this week. Um We've known it's possible, just the uh, getting the actual proof of concept and having it create oxygen on Mars is amazing. Well, they had the system work and it created about five grams of oxygen, which is enough for a normal human being to survive on for about 10 minutes without doing any kind of activity. And I think it took like three or four hours for that to happen. So it's not exactly uh, efficient for what we're trying to do as far as breathing on Mars. But it was uh, kind of a novelty to see how they were able to do it, even though we're doing it here. And the reason I wanted to bring it up for 3D printing was because I found out that parts of the MOXIE system was actually 3D printed, which I was kind of curious, so I dug into. I was going to say, when you say they're 3D printed, is it 3D metal printed or 3D plastic FDM printing? Okay, so it's not FDM. It's actually metal alloy printing. Uh, because the MOXIE system has to run at, I they, they run it at like 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to get the scrubbing going, so... FDM would most certainly not work for that. Yeah, it would it would be a little blob of plastic just sitting on. So the three D printer is is cleaning molecules into oxygen. And no, they just essentially three D printed the heat transfer box, uh, which is what keeps it from melting, and they use a metal alloy printer to build this heat transfer box that keeps the heat from, you know, like I said, melting the rover that it's attached to. Yeah, just like with anything that generates heat, you have to uh, gather it and displace it somewhere where it's not going to melt the parts that you're uh, or that's generating the heat. The interesting part, John, is I did find that they had to actually put it through another process when they did it, mostly because, as we've seen with a lot of our 3D prints, there's a lot of imperfection when it comes to 3D printing. And so they had to, they have to actually do like a nickel plating 
acid wash, some kind of weird um, process just to make sure that there's no imperfections on the outside. So Wait, that... they're, they're printing acid wash jeans? They're bringing <laughs> them back? That can't be right. Slowly but surely, Kirk. Oh, and just, uh, I, just uh, what, what is the, in the corner there, what are we printing? Is that another um, space cup with the uh, planets lined up, or what is that? No, that is one of my wife's projects. And oh, it, she's making dinner. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> plasticky good. Yum. Yeah, no, that's that's just one of my wife's projects. I figured it would be nice just to have in the corner there. Um, I was going to say, John, as we've seen, there is huge advancements in the 3D printing world that we've seen, you know, of course, but the metal printing, that's huge because they're even using those to, they trusted enough to send that into space and perform, you know, fairly important projects on. So. Well, and this ties back. Yeah, they should have to... sent me. I, I applied. I was <laughs> like, look, I can do whatever the 3D printer does. And they went with the 3D printer. So I'm still job hunting. Well, and this ties back to our uh, a previous podcast where um and chris you'll have to help me with the name because i've completely forgot about it is it relativity Rel space yeah relativity space yeah i mean they're hoping to 3d print a full rocket well and i think they successfully have or they've at least gotten most of it 3d printed yeah and that the pig test will be um a flight yeah, launching it, but they've proven that they can launch this Moxie system and it can, you know, it could withstand space travel all the way to Mars and, you know, it didn't break. Which is all. Well, speaking thing. of launch, like SpaceX, they launched another one, right? Isn't that what we were uh, with the four new astronauts going to the uh, space station? Yes. And not only did they uh, launch four astronauts this time, the previous one was two. Um, this is a reused dragon. So everything but the second stage, which is the stage in between the dragon capsule, which houses the astronauts, and the first stage, um, which is what gets it into space, was flown before. Do you think there's going to be like a shelf life or they're going to like, look, we're going to use it, like they're going to put a little tick mark and like, all right, when this thing hits 20, that's we need to get a new one. Like, do, do you... I guess, would you have a guess on, or is this kind of just limitless, essentially, until it, I mean, you don't want to use a rocket till it breaks. Yeah, that would no. be bad. Um, there is a built-in, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, but the, the first Falcons, I think, were rated to like, and I'm, I'm completely going to get the wrong number, but they were rated to, let's say, five launches. Um, the ones now are rated much, much higher because they've shown that, um, after reusing or after landing and checking out the rockets that the stress that's put on them is less than they thought so the newer rockets the block fives that they have have a much higher uh, reusability i want to say it's 20 it could be 100 okay so are they using i heard they're using hyper color technology <laughs> so it'll just change color when it's time to get a new one if only. Yeah, it'd be a nice, easy, uh, 
you know, hey, it's it's blue, so let's re- change that. Clearly, one. yeah, this thing is gonna break. A couple things I heard, like there's at this at the space station, there's gonna be now eleven astronauts up there for a bit, and they don't have enough beds. So I just, it's one of the astronauts is gonna be sleeping on a space futon. You know what I mean? Like that's, well, and well, actually, he's gonna be in a Ziploc bag, a sleeping bag, Velcro to the wall, is my understanding. I mean, that's how most of them sleep anyway, but yes. Well, and that that brings up a good point about the space station is it, it wasn't designed to still be flying. Well, I heard they, they even installed the third toilet, which can you imagine how expensive a space plumber would be? They're like, holy cow, <laughs> I don't have any. I'm, I'm doing some work in Jupiter in like a month, so I might be able to swing by, but it's just be, stay there between April and May. I'll sometime between two and four. I'll make it. <laughs> and they never hit those windows they yeah. never do it's yeah it's like they tell you but you know you're gonna be waiting longer those damn space plumbers uh other <laughs> that caught me off guard um the other dude <laughs> with spacex is um they still haven't launched the sn15s which is unfortunate i'm far as i can tell i haven't been following it too closely because i'm more interested in just the the launch and landing attempts but i don't think they've even done the static fire yet i could be entirely wrong on that you are you're completely wrong sorry go ahead (laughs) i saw a story on that today actually and they said that there they had spotted the launch cone being transported to the pad so well, oh, I had another interesting one. The the the, the one that that is going that made it to the space station. Uh, one of the astronauts is a woman, and she actually sat in the same seat that her husband flew in the last mission. So like her husband's on the space station, and it's just uh, you two guys are married. Like he has to be thinking, how far do I got to go to get a little space here? He's you know actually I mean? not like, on the. Part- yeah, he's what? not on the space station right now. No, he's not there anymore. Oh, he ditched her. So yeah, he's, <laughs> I can, he can take it. I just, I just hope they set enough food out for their kids. That's <laughs> who I feel bad for. Hey, honey, we're going to space for a couple months. You guys, there's some hot pockets. Okay, got it. Yeah, the um, they actually did a photo op, and that was part of the SpaceX uh, broadcast that I saw, where he was in the exact same position, saying goodbye to her with. Uh, their kid that she was when he went up the first time or in the first dragon but he he's back is he he's back on yes. on earth okay i misunderstood from, from my See, that's understanding what... he is okay no you're the, you're the tech guy and the, you're the information guy i think you have more credibility about space than i do so i defer to you fair enough I mean, well I'm... either oh go ahead the... chris i was just gonna say chiming in that the fact that uh, a husband and wife both went to space. Um, I'm not sure how you top that. So, you know, yeah. I heard when the wife the wife got up there, she was mad that the husband left it filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up, come on, honey. This is a pigsty up here. Anniversaries are going to be a bitch. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. How do you top? That? Yeah. The third one is space travel. Really? Mars. That's that's a tough one to pull <laughs> off. Well, Mars, yeah, that could be a good one. Or back to the moon. I mean, that's logistically our next stop. That's so cliche, but it's made of cheese, and cheese is fancy, so you got a point there. <laughs> um, I now, feel like we need to educate you on 
the moon a little kirk that that brings up oh. a good point um was the nasa contract that handed out no it was friday wasn't it i'm trying to remember if we talked about spacex getting the uh the contract to land on the moon again we because, did that was last yeah. that was last week it had to get consent from the moon <laughs> <laughs> we uh <laughs> but it they they have uh kirk they have planned uh another trip to the moon by 2024 and SpaceX got the contract to do it. So they're, they're going to send up probably a dragon. I don't know if they're going to send a starship, but no, uh, it's, it's they're going to. Okay. So it's the starship they're planning on taking up to the moon and they're going to have actually, you know, astronauts go up to the moon, which I'm pretty excited about. Cause I feel like we're going to get some pretty cool pictures from that one. If we're getting, Stills from Mars, we might get video from the moon. Well, and this, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard it's because uh, they're going back because Neil Armstrong, he left something, like a <laughs> bottle opener. I mean, he probably did. Well, there's a flag. We yeah. Know they golfed. They golfed. I'm sure at least they left the golf ball there. I don't think they yeah, went. True. Oh, man, I shanked it. I got to go get that back. But the, um, the, I did do some follow-up onto it, and it looks like the reason that SpaceX won that contract was more so because they're the only ones that actually fulfilled the requirements for the contract. Um, everyone, The other ones were either, I want to say they were over budget, or the stuff, or the, the equipment that they were planning to use didn't fit the, uh, the requirements. And would have taken... Well, and... We've also established that Elon Musk is a little crazy, so I'm guessing they just don't want to piss off that guy. <laughs> Possibly. Doubtful, but... Yeah, he'll send his robot cars to kill you. Don't want to screw <laughs> with him. Well, hey, uh, Kirk, I, I'm going to go ahead and let's toss it into your corner this week, because we've got, we've got some more interesting topics to cover, but... As always, I like to see what you got going on over there. This, so let's jump in. Unfortunately, all right. Well, if, uh, what do oh, we got? Fortunately, what? I was gonna say, unfortunately, because I was working on uh, the the comedy tips segment, I did not change anything in this room. So the pizza's a little stale. That's the big change. Okay. <laughs> next week, there's gonna next week there's gonna be flies attacking the pizza. <laughs> is what I'm guessing. It, you know that. that that potato, you're gonna want to. You're gonna don't hit that. That's a fire hazard. I'm pretty sure if you leave the potato there <laughs> indefinitely, the indefinite potato lap, uh, bulb. Um, all right. Well, uh, last time, yeah, I, I had some uh, sort of some basic con like how to get on stage essentially for some beginning comedians. So I uh, I was kind of nostalgic and I started to think about my very first time on stage, and I was able to find my set list uh, from some of the jokes I did. And my first time on stage, it was uh, 2001 at the Tempe Improv. Uh, it was like October 10th. It was like a month after 9-11 because I figured the world was ready to laugh again. I gave it that, you know, I was going to bring it back, essentially, with some comedy. So would you guys like to hear? Like these are, I was a, geez, 21-year-old 2001 comedy so myspace pre-facebook pre uh social justice me too hashtag so just a different time do you guys even remember 2001 oh yes 
very sure. vividly. Okay. So yeah, if you guys would like to hear that, I could. Here's, I will tell you some of the jokes, and if any of them uh, strike your fancy, I'll give you time to uh, chime in with laughter or comments if you need to. So okay. So here is the. Here we go. So I had uh, about four of them here that I'll tell. Uh, the first one was okay. <clears throat> All right, you guys got to clap. Can you clap? Can I get some applause? Give it up for Kirk Buckout. You guys didn't clap. I did. I'm waiting. I'm not going to clap. All right, good enough. You guys work on your clapping. So yes, tell you guys a bit about myself. I was actually I was uh, I was born in Toledo, Ohio, and after achieving all I could there and seeing all Toledo had to offer, I moved to Phoenix at the age of two. Um, yeah, so pretty much I learned to walk and talk. Check. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of Toledo. So I grew up in Arizona. Growing up in Arizona, you love that air conditioner. That car AC is essential. I would drive a car that had no brakes before I would drive a car that had no air conditioning. You know, I would just be sitting mangled in the wreck, waiting for the ambulance to come pick me up. Just chilling. Uh, <laughs> just chilling. Just a little chilling in there. Actually, I, here's how my, you guys are good. You guys, I love my car AC so much. I'm going to name my kids after it. First kid, I'm going to name him Norm. And uh, second kid, I'm going to name him Max. And I know as a parent, <laughs> you're not supposed to play favorites. I think I'm going to like Max a little more. He's just going to be a little better, a little cooler. Um, I just hope I don't have a third kid because I'm going to name him Vent, which <laughs> he's going to have some anger issues. He's going to be upset. About, you know, there's my boy up there on the top of the building with the rifle just venting. Um so yeah and then like the you're, you're in the heat you sweat and every deodorant commercial deodorant commercials bother me like hear me out every deodorant commercial you see on tv they never put the product where it's supposed to go they always put the, the deodorant right on your forearm my question how bad does your bo have to be if you have to start taking it on at your forearm and then working your way up to your armpit i think that's beyond bo that's bbo you know what i mean you might want to look at something called the shower okay and i know you don't know what that is chris actually that's more of a PSA. that that joke i wrote 20 years ago is a psa for chris that is perfect that is wow wow who the, i'm like a notre damas the foresight who knew that? um and john you can explain to uh, deodorant to chris later i because he's mystified that Gotcha. Um, let's see what else. And then, yeah, so I was, I went to college and, uh, every time I was on my college campus, uh, there would be a walking tour in progress. You guys, you know, like we're, you know, a, a, a college student would be showing around high school seniors to see if they want to go to that campus. And like, whenever I'd see one of these tours, I'd always feel like an animal in one of those wildlife parks, you know, cause the, you know, they are giving the tour over there and she's like, and over here and shh, oh my, look, shh, shh. Over here, we have an actual live college student. Don't startle him. Jeez, it's it's ten o'clock. They are not up this early. They have no. Like, you have no idea the drugs going through this man's system. He could snap. You have no idea. Put the food away. This man's been laying off a mac and cheese and ramen for he will take that arm right off. And then uh, I saw one of the girls. She was limping, so I kind of went over and uh, took a pass at her. But they shot me with the train gun, so that was. I forget the, I had to end that one because that was before me too. So you can't you can't pretend you're a caveman picking up women. That would be poo-pooed now. <laughs> um, get a couple more. What else do I got? So could you picture the walking tour? Because I mean, come on. Um, 
And then, uh, oh, I was in that when I was working out at the gym and when I was a college student, it was hilarious. I was working out, they put a new piece of gym equipment and it was like when they put something new into the gorilla exhibit at the zoo, like the, the muscle bound steroid guys, they just couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? Like one of the younger, more aggressive guys kind of took a running pass at it, you know, and poked it with a stick. Um, and then uh, the silverback, he was the, yeah, I figured he was the old one. He had the back hair jetting out of his tank top. He went over and he actually poked it with a stick and it moved it and then it crashed down and he ran away. And that's what I, that, that was gorillas in the gym. That's what that one was titled. Gorillas in the gym. <laughs> um, all right. So I got two more. This one, this, so I was talking to my friend Jessica and she was telling me she spent uh, $80 on a bra. She wanted to know what I thought. And I was like, well, let me see it. <laughs> she was all like, no, because that's the way they're always like, no. <laughs> And I was just trying to be reassuring. I was like, you know, just be earnest and you know, heartfelt. And I was like, yeah, Jessica, it's not the bra that matters. It's what's inside the bra that really counts. You know, I mean, <laughs> ladies, spending $80 on a bra is like spending $80 on wrapping paper because they're both going to get thrown away and stuff inside is going to play with. So why bother? <laughs> um, I have one more, but it's a, it's a bit. I might have to save it for later. It's it's a it's a basketball story. So I don't know. Do you, it seems like that's that's a, a decent sized set. Are you guys are you guys entertained? I <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that no, I think that was pretty good, Kirk. I enjoyed all of those, and that was all your first set. That was all. It was. I ended up doing twenty minutes in front of a hundred people, and it was a blast. It went really. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a good, it was a good first start. It, it's sometimes it's better to bomb when you go up for just because, so you realize it doesn't kill you. Uh, but if you kill it the first time, then the second time is going to be a big letdown, but Hey, if that's the worst thing that happens, I'm okay with that. Just having that first, that first rush crush is, uh, yeah, that was a, that was an awesome, awesome feeling Good times. I have to imagine it was pretty nice going back and reading that first set list and kind of getting those feelings back a little bit. It did take me down memory lane. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, uh, I was like, <laughs> the funny part was like, I was still in college, so I only had a handful of jobs. So a lot of my material I got from like the plethora of jobs I've had. So it was funny. Like I didn't have any substitute teaching jokes or any driving instructor jokes or any, it was just like, Oh, that's, Looking back, it's like, wow, I hadn't really done that much yet. I was 21. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody finds that out. Well, I, uh, I decided to take a little bit of your advice, Kirk, from last week, and I started writing down a set list. Uh, you know, just trying to write down some jokes and, and see if we can, uh, maybe I'll get together with you and we'll see if we can get up on, on stage. But I couldn't find a newspaper, so I guess I'll have to, you know, look online, something like that. You could go <laughs> online. It's not, you know what, but you know what? Don't, don't uh, downgrade pen and paper. Just write, write it. Don't, I, all the young kids with the set list on their phones, pen and paper. I, you want to be able to scribble and have an arrow and change stuff. It's go old school, people. Don't, don't, don't walk up with the looking at your phone. Pen and paper, people. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old curmudgeon, I guess. Well, my my pen and paper, which I do use. The only problem with that is, the first paragraph I wrote, I immediately scratched out. It would have been easier to do on a phone because I could have just deleted it. You know. The, the... Oh, that's okay. I'm just glad you learned how to write. 
Let's just <laughs> let's just let's just you know let's let's uh let's look at the the accomplishments. Let's not uh, talk about the other stuff. Hey, one step above a gorilla, Kirk. Just remember that. One step. You know what? And it's step by step. You know, maybe uh I don't know. Maybe by the end of summer, you can get two steps. Let's shoot for that. Come on. Let's see. You know what? If we can, if we believe hard enough and clap hard enough, by uh, the end of summer, by September, Chris will be two steps above a gorilla. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, nice job, Kirk, on the uh, first set list. I did enjoy it. And uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, and thanks for retweeting. You retweeted an, another set from like 2010 from like Monkey Pants. So you can find that on the uh, the Twitter handle. Hey, anybody who wants to check that out, check out our Twitter at FRelativity on Twitter. We and I did put out a link to one of Kirk's old sets. It's a little uh, a little bit more adult oriented, so just be aware if you're going to go check it out. Yes, it but, is in a bar, so pretend you're in a bar. So you're you're an adult, you're a grown up. So there might be a one or two potty language, but it's uh, it's funny if you like that kind of thing. Well, now that we're out of Kirk's corner, John, I'm going to throw it to you because I do believe you are going to segue us into this next topic and our, uh, our weekly debate, or our discussion. weekly de discussion, debate, whatever you want to call it. Hopefully, uh, it's more interesting than aliens. Yeah. Well, you were so damn matter of fact. Do you yeah. believe in aliens? <laughs> yep. Yes. There's nothing more exciting than rehashing a show that didn't go well so come on <laughs> let's live in the now this one's gonna be better you see so john take take it away yeah so this week um i'm sure you're both aware that this kind of ties in with our uh first debate which was on automation but self-driving cars have a plethora of cameras and all sorts of doohickeys that can you know, monitor the car. My thought is that as these cars become more and more prevalent, it's going to become harder for people who don't have the cars. Um, just due to, I, I don't want to say being bullied off the road, but um, I think automated cars and self-driving cars are definitely going to work to push people who want to just drive off the road or just drive their cars off the roads not not by you know crashing them but just from insurance and other means so you think um uh automated self-driving cars will be able to navigate the road better surrounded by other self-driving cars like a human being would it's almost like a wild card x factor that they can't Things would be safer if they were all automated cars because they know what they're doing. They're, it takes the human randomness out. Yes. Uh, they've even shown, and this was probably two years ago now, um, there was a video that showed how uh, a normal street intersection would work if there was self-driving cars because they're all interconnected and can talk to each other. They can go through the intersection without having to stop, you know, one car slows, the other one continues, and it goes through seamlessly or, you know, a lot faster than if there were lights or stop signs or anything like that because the the cars themselves don't, you know, are all talking to each other. It's not like, you know, hanging your head out the window and yelling at the guy coming across saying that you're, it's your turn, you're going to go. 
Right. Uh, Chris, back me up. The four-way stop is one of the with with indecisive people is one of the most irritating, frustrating. Somebody clearly pulled up first, and they just sit there and it's like, "Well, if you're not going to go, I'm going to go." And then they start to go, and then it's just it's yeah. If robots could take care of that, because people are texting more, they're not paying attention, and it seems like they're getting more indecisive. It seems like you would just stop, go, boom, you get on with your life. And these people are so. Eh. I, I would be for robots taking care of that. Well. My thought is, I'm the old stick in the mud, and I'm like, that's cool because, yeah, those people piss me off who just can't figure out how to navigate a four-way stop, but I don't like the idea of giving up all my control to a computer because I've been driving for so long. I don't think I could let that happen. See, and I fall into the opposite category where I'm like, if I could sit in my car and have it take me to work, Hell yeah, I'm right behind that. I want it yesterday. Well, it's, it's like you would then you'd have to talk down at it. like you'd, you're talking to like your butler or your driver or something, you know. I would feel like Miss Daisy. <laughs> and look like Miss Daisy. <laughs> well, it goes without you didn't. I mean, I'm a Southern Belle. Yes. Hello. But no, I think that uh, the idea of self-driving cars and you would probably see lower insurance premiums because theoretically you wouldn't get in as many accidents and you could text to your heart's desire without having to worry about it because the computer is driving for you. But I feel like there's so many things that we have to look at as far as what are, so you've got all these cameras looking at the road and communicating. You're getting a lot of data from that. Uh, where am I going? Or, you know, what are my habits while I'm in the vehicle and all this stuff? It just seems like another way to track people. So your oh. your 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 computer, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Google searches, they're already sucking enough information out of you. And then eventually it's going to be cars with cameras. Essentially, whenever you step away from your computer, they got it covered. So it's like you're being tracked when you're on your computer. You're being tracked when you're on your phone. You're being tracked in your car. That's that's the future. Well, I mean, technically, that's the now. I mean, my <clears throat> my phone tracks my, um, well, I don't want to say it tracks driving habits, but I can pull up any of my um, trips for the last two, three, four years and look exactly where I was driving on that day. I mean, it's not 100% accurate, but it's there. And I'm sure I can opt out of it, but... At the same time, uh, I hot gun, I hot glue gunned uh, a Polaroid to my hood. Is that is that, <laughs> is that the same level? <laughs> Shake it like a Polaroid, Kirk. But Somebody actually said that song came out, and I guess that's bad to do. And like the Polaroid people had to make an announcement: stop shaking it. Like, a, don't shake it. It's better if you don't like <laughs> because of that damn song. Some PA guy or you know public relations guy had to tell people stop shaking it. But, like, I have my phone, you know, doing my thing, but I drive to the same way back and forth to work every day. And one day I got in my car, and my car was like, would you like navigation to home? And I'm leaving work. And I, this is a true story. I freaked out so much I turned off my phone. Yep. So... That Fair gives enough. you a little insight into... You were freaked out your phone knew where your home was? 
Well, it knew that I was going to probably go home from work. Like it's tracked my my schedule enough to know that I'm leaving work, I'm probably going home. And um, that yeah. scared me and I turned off my phone. And that falls into two cat. Well, this this puts people into technically two cat, well, probably more than two, but two categories of, you know, people that are okay with this and don't mind it and then the people that, you know, like you that you know, it's not something you want or thought was technically possible. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, used the newer Androids, but they have that, like, predictive uh, algorithms in it. Like, if I woke up every morning and the first thing I did was open Reddit, it would... I don't know if my current phone did it. My other phone did. But it would... In my list of apps, the first one I would pull up was usually, you know... Reddit would pop up and say, hey, you want to open Reddit right away? No, and it creeps me out because usually when I'm getting ready to hit on the road, uh, I open Spotify in the morning to listen to my favorite podcast. And it started doing that on my new phone where it'll just like at a certain time I turn on my phone and it says, hey, I think you want to go to Spotify. That creeps me out. Yeah. So what's I guess what's what's your the, the creepy aspect is that you don't want the space satellites controlling the government to know where you are. Is that I mean is that the you just it's, don't want I mean cuz the, the the technology is making life simpler for you. It's instead of you having to search and scroll for your Spotify it's going hey you want Spotify. It's it's making it more so I guess it, what's tell me what's bothering you about it. Uh the fact that my phone shouldn't know that much about me. Well, it's I a wanna... smartphone. It's a smartphone. <laughs> it's what it does. It's a phone. It's smart. Yeah, and it's it's not so much that it's track. Well, it is tracking. But what it's doing is it's saying, hey, if you open Spotify every day at 9 o'clock, after a while it's going to say, hey, it's 9 o'clock. Here's Spotify. And you're going to be listening to Fuse Relativity, right? That's, <laughs> the, that's what you pull up, correct? Uh, yes, I do. Because you said your favorite, and it should be everybody's favorite podcast. Anyway, back to you. Every Monday at 8 a.m. Yes, every, <laughs> every Monday at 8, I get to uh, download the podcast and re-listen. And, but the thing is, it just seems like you hear about the nefarious things that people do with data and the amount of selling and money to be made with the companies that sell your data, it seems kind of fishy that they want to track your car. They want to, you know, everything wants to be tracked. Everybody not wants to know what you're doing, which well, now I'm thinking it's kind of weird that we're doing a podcast, but uh, <laughs> I digress. I don't want no people to know what I'm thinking. Anyway, here's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to bring it up to the nefarious point, and this is kind of where I started with the self-driving cars, I, I see your point. And this is where I think that if things aren't done preemptively, it could get bad. Because as you brought up, uh, insurance will be a factor. Now, technically, if you're in a self-driving car, who is insuring it? Because you're not driving it. The company that programmed the AI is driving it. So do they have to hold the insurance or do you? And if it is the fact that you don't have to have insurance, then these companies aren't going to want 
just the random Joe citizen out driving their, you know, old car around because that increases the chance that something's going to happen to the self-driving cars. Because I heard all of the self-driving cars are going to fall under the insurance of Knight Rider. That could be, <laughs> I could be, I could have made that up. But, um, what happens if, and that's a good point because people will never get rid of their classic cars or their, you know, their gasoline cars and, you're right. right. The old cool cars from the '50s, the Mustangs, or the yeah, the the fun cars to drive. Right, and you know, theoretically, if you had a car that was self-driving, you wouldn't have the ability to speed or do the things that you normally do. And so, what are the what are people going to do if there's an accident? And granted, there's a bunch of cameras on these things that could get a picture of what or, or, or say you're, you're like you're you're having a medical emergency say someone your wife is having a baby so you would probably drive a little more aggressively to try to get to the hospital right or is that just a 50s cliche probably just a 50s cliche because you know 911 you, just, you call the ambulance do they just come pick up your well, you... i mean an emergency labor sure and if it was so like, it seems like you'd have to have a switch you could like flip off the or not not flip off your car you know just turn the switch off to go look i'm going uh, old school, I'll be controlling this. I guess, is there, is that would be a fear I'd have is if you go completely automated, is there a way to switch it back to manual in case there's emergency that warrants it? Well, okay, so let me bring up this scenario. In, in this situation, if you said, you know, if there was, if we got to the point of self-driving cars, there would probably be an emergency button that said, hey, I'm having an emergency, I need to go to the next, nearest hospital. It would probably trigger a response for an ambulance to meet you halfway there, potentially. So you wouldn't have, you know, you're, you're kind of taking out the middleman of your car's heading towards the hospital in the hopes that, or, you know, and if it gets to the hospital, great. But if it's, you know, if it's a true emergency, at some point, an ambulance will intersect, and you'll get care. the ambulance could meet you halfway. Yeah, or yeah, they could okay meet you on route. So then, yeah. then they could take it. It's like a it's like a relay race with your pregnant lady. She's here, you guys. You take her from here. Get her to the hospital. You got a siren. Well, and in most cases, sure, uh, emergency labors happen, but it's so far from the norm that most time when labor starts, it's hours, if not a day or more, before you know, baby comes. So you have, it's not a surprise. You don't, you know, it's not yeah. like, you know, somebody, somebody jumps behind a corner and scares them and they go, oh my God. And then yeah, the baby yeah. pops out. It's not like that. So no. what, hap what happens when your car is driving and Starbucks sends, it's a sends it a message and it's like, hey, wouldn't you like some coffee right now? I don't want to have to tell the car. No, I'm good, man. I don't need well, coffee. And see, that's... you don't want to have to negate the suggestions. You want to, yeah, turn only this way. One point eight miles, Starbucks. They're and having it, a special. If you look at, uh, I mean, anything nowadays, that's already happening, and it's deeply rooted right now. Like, if you have a smart TV, the fact that they play ads while you're looking for something to watch, why? You've already bought the TV. Why is it showing you ads while you're waiting for something else to come on? It's the most annoying part, which is why I'm against the whole thing, which is, you know, as far as the automation is concerned with almost everything, I'm saying 
I feel like we've got this pretty well figured out. Why are we, you know, why are we forcing this? I mean, I suppose I see the insurance, you know, self-driving cars. Okay, they're going to do a better job than us because you don't have all these wackadoos doing whatever they want. But it seems a little too invasive Well, for and the payoff. Again, you're going to run into that same problem of there's people out there that want this. And they're going to push for it, and they're going to buy it as soon as it comes out. And you're going to have the people that don't want to. The problem is going to become when the scales start tipping and there's more automated cars. And what happens if you're driving your self-driving car, and then you have someone who's you know driving on their own fly past you on the interstate? What's to stop the company that's... Or, you know, that's controlling the, well, not controlling, but collecting the data from your car saying, hey, this Mustang, you know, just flew past at, you know, however long. And we've got pictures from 360 degrees from 20 different cars showing that they were driving or, you know, recklessly driving or, you know, something to that effect. And it gets pushed off to PD or something like that where, you know, they start going after the people who are driving their cars and doing it in a reckless fashion. Well, and I, I think the point that I keep, people keep saying, well, it's like, I, I assume in the dream scenario, the self-driving cars would then, uh, instead of you being stuck um, for an hour in, in rush hour traffic, you could then be reading a book or doing that. But I think people are just going to waste more time on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're doing all these conveniences, but it's like you have the option to read or to, you know, learn a new language or do something productive, but I doubt you will. Am I being well, negative there? I mean, it just well, seems like people are it's like all of these, all these things make, they give us more time and people have less time and they just play candy crush. Well, and to an extent. So, I mean, this is a bad example, but the same could be said about going to the movie theater or going to a comedy club. You could go that way or you could, you know, read or do something else. Betterment or, you know, self-betterment. Um, because, yes, playing Candy Crush from an abject perspective doesn't seem it's a waste like, of time. It, it seems like a waste of time, but you're still providing um, revenue to a company of employees. Same with like YouTube. You're watching a YouTube video, you're still providing revenue to, potentially providing revenue to that creator or something to that effect. So I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, and, and this kind of ties back to the automation of, you know, if it, things start getting automated, what's going to happen? And I think entertainment's still going to be a massive uh, push. And right. Well, I guess, it just seems like you're saving time to waste time. Well, and it, is, is my 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 take on it. And you're not wrong. It's just that if you look at it from uh, what's a good way to put this? Uh, if you're you know if you're not having to drive and you're using that time for something else, is it really wasted time? Because if if you didn't have that time and weren't reading that book or watching that video or whatever, you would be driving. And yes, that's not technically wasted time, but you're not getting anything out of that time. 
There's nothing, but yes, yeah, st stop and go traffic uh, to a job, just kind of, yeah, it's a time waste. Unless, I mean, you listen to podcasts or a book on, you know, CD or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's well, and, I don't know, I consider that wasted. I mean, you're getting to work, but. Well, and it's, it's, if you look at it from like, sure, you're wasting time playing a game or watching a video, but you're not, I see it as a stress reduction because you're not, you know, worried about driving. You don't have to worry about if some idiot over you or next to you is going to cut you off or, you know, you have to slam on your brakes because if your car's doing it, you don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> and then on top of that, you also get entertainment while you're, you know, having to go from point A to point B. Or, you know, if you're driving to your job every day and it's an hour long drive and you don't have to do anything, but you could sit there and, you know, waste some time or play a game or, you know, watch a video can i can i can i bring an old man chris here do we need to be damn entertained all the time can there just can you just be alone with your thoughts is that so wrong you know what i mean just have have nothing going on is that the worst thing in the world now you can do well it's kind of funny kirk because you say that old man chris to come in and i'm going you know that actually doesn't sound so bad because i'm thinking like you know if you're not having to focus on the driving thing and you don't have to worry about all the idiots on the road, that actually might not be too bad. Um, I don't like the implication, but the thought of being able to watch a video or read about the helicopter or. Wait, come know, old, old man, Chris on the farm, do it. you raise the family, do the thing is going to give up his driving privilege and trust other driver robot drivers i don't i don't i see there's a section of people that they want to do it themselves and they don't trust the technology and they so they would i don't know i i don't think they would rather drive than play on their phone to kill time while they're driving i think they'd oh. rather be engaged with that i think there's a section of an age group and i maybe 20s and under is completely different but I think there's a kind of a crusty population this is missing. Oh no, you're don't, you're absolutely don't, right. And and don't get me wrong, Kirk. I, once again, I don't like the idea. I was thinking about it from a perspective of like, you know, my commute to work is like 40 minutes every day to and from. I'm thinking, man, what could I accomplish in 40 minutes without having to focus on the road? I could just focus on whatever I want. Well, and that's uh, 40 minutes one way. So you're looking at, you know, almost an hour and a half a day that you would save. Or right, be able and to I use... could, you know, I could look at, you know, work on my blender for getting the 3D prints that I want to sell. Or I could do, you know, watch a movie because who doesn't want to watch a movie? But my problem is, you know, where's the line? And especially like we talked in the last uh automation debate about people losing jobs and i feel like the more robots we get even just driving cars it's going to affect the amount of jobs that there are how many insurance agents are going to lose their jobs because we don't have to have an insurance policy you know what i'm saying it just well, and, and the robots never pick up hitchhikers so that's a dick move we got to factor <laughs> that into well, and that kind of ties it all together. Well, kind of ties it all together. But just in this instance, like Chris kind of flip-flopped from, no, I want to drive to, you know what? 
that wouldn't be all that horrible. Especially for like, you know, you start off with if if I only did it on my daily commute, you know, I could do so much more in that half hour, 40 minutes drive. And then as you get more and more used to it, I just think the need for, or I think the need for manually driven cars will just continue to decrease until it's being forced out by, you know, the automated cars reporting stuff. Well, I guess my, my, I guess my final point or my thought is just basically, I want people to respect the amount of ingenuity and technology it took to give you a self-driving car, respect that and do something productive with that time. Don't twiddle on your phone and just kill that. You know what I mean? Like, in you 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 got 40 minutes back or an you know 40 minutes back in your life that you could do anything with do something that that you want to do as opposed to kill time playing a vapid game well and i i like i said i see your point but at the same time you know being on your phone doesn't necessarily mean you know wasting time because most of the like all the animations that i've been doing for this channel I didn't come up with those on my own. You know, I've watched probably close to a hundred hours of Blender tutorials at this point. Right. So you're, you're exactly. So you're 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 absorbing tutorials. You're absorbing information that you have a passion about. Beautiful. That is, I would, you know, I mean, not to be, I'm not the the judge of good or bad, but that is a, I would put that as a good uh, uh, investment of your time. But at the yeah, at the same time. I'll play it. Well, I don't play games on my phone. I, I don't find that at all entertaining. But, you know, I guess I, I don't have a point there. But I could see where, you know, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're, you know, listening to an audio book or reading a book or something like that, there still comes a point where you need to break the, the normality and do something else. Everybody's brain needs garbage time. Everybody yes. needs their tabloid trash. They need a mental break. Yeah, right. You you can't be doing it all the time absorbing stuff. Maybe, you know, half hour you're absorbing and the other half you can give your brain a break. But I think, yeah, I think just all of these really smart scientists people have made this technology. You know, it's like a, I don't know, embrace it or something, I guess well, is my, my plea. And in fairness, we're talking about what ifs and you know, the potential future, uh, especially when it comes to self-driving cars, because right now they don't exist. But we're also, well, they do, but on, we're on a technology podcast talking about 3d printing space, going to Mars, all this. And, um, you got one guy like me who's like, Hey, stay off my lawn. Well, technology's coming, whether we like it or not. And this is eventually going to be a thing. So it just depends on, Yeah how it shapes out yeah as long as it's managed correctly and too many people don't try and take advantage of the fact that you know it's a money grab or you well, know even like kirk says just using your time in a productive manner rather than trying to just waste your time on you know god knows what looking at cats and they said back in the day the, the old man would yell at kids to get off his lawn and now the old man yells at kids to get off his wi-fi so things have changed <laughs> a bit <laughs> yeah i don't want anybody on my wi-fi stay it off slows of it. it down right it clogs it get, get your own damn wi-fi by the way do you, does the space station have a wi-fi password are they that 
you know, how, how paranoid is that someone's going to break into the uh, the Wi-Fi at the space station? I would assume not very. Do you think the I heard the passcode the password is actually Nasshole? I thought that was <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. that. Pa- I'm going to use that password from now on. That's good. By all means, just put a, a one after it if somebody guesses it. That's your, that's, yeah, that's foolproof. Yes. I I, I know we're, we're getting close to that hour, and it felt like we could still talk some more about that, but I do think it's a, a good time to transition to our kind of off topics. We're going off topic, just like we're going off roading. That's what I equate it with. We're going yeah. rogue, rogue, off topic, and, people. And we, uh, we thought this week we might change it up and get up a bit because it was uh, kind of honestly a little bit of a crazy day. And I thought maybe we could just kind of shoot the well, shit a little bit. Just I throw I it around. Did forget to show something, and uh, I'm going to do it now. Uh, it should have gone in with the 3D printing, but. Uh, a company that um, I don't know the name of because, you know, I'm a great researcher, uh, has started 3D printing glass. And I'm going to switch to this one, not Kirk's Corner. There we go. Um, I can probably make this a little bit bigger here. Bear with me. Oh, that was the full Now, time. that is not crystal meth, correct? It's no. It's a different type of glass. Okay. So uh, the whole concept behind this is, and as you can see, it's, it's liquid glass. And it works very similar to an FDM printer, which layers out the plastic, except it obviously has to do it a little bit differently because glass, um, when it's in this state, is a lot more fluid than plastic would be. Is, is that the table? That's the table moving yes. underneath it. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So what it's doing now is it's layering down you know, layers of glass and it's going to, yeah, I was going to say it's going to speed up here a little bit and it looks, it looks like a glow worm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And this is just like regular. Um, this is very similar to the 3d printing like me and Chris do. Oh, slow it down. I'm getting sick, dude. I'm going to rouse. Yeah. I was going to say going that's... Too fast. It's spinning. Quit it. <laughs> Probably not the best, uh, best here but otherwise it would take you know this video would have been like an hour uh but just the the fact that you know 3d metal printing is coming they have viable 3d metal printers now we're getting into 3d glass printing and i'm gonna recommend don't touch that hot end yeah I, i would assume that's it's growing or glowing like that because it's uh uh, a little bit hotter than ours can do, and I'm also assuming it's ceramic. Hmm. If you do it incorrectly, I believe you can make stained glass as well. So that's a little <laughs> extra bonus. Cool, though. I mean, they're starting to change the amount of materials that they use to 3D print, which we can safely assume you know, the plastics are going to morph into glass, which will morph into metal, which will eventually... Well, there's concrete, too, for houses. I mean, yeah, amazing amount of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's only going to keep getting better and better. Can we... What about nacho cheese? 
That's what I would love. Well, just a nacho cheese extruder. I make a lot of nachos, and sometimes I don't have the time. So that would help I mean, me out. Chris was talking about 3D printed meat not too long ago. Meat and cheese, they're good. They go together. Throw some potatoes, you're good to go. Don't have any, <laughs> and you don't have to eat any vegetables. Which woof. And PLA is kind of made of corn, so there's your. Uh, see, we got nachos. We're good. Sweet <laughs> 3D printed nachos. That would be okay. So we'll work on that. You make some 3D printed nachos, and uh, I'll bring some microbrew. So uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris, do you have something? Do you have something off topic? Because I have, I have something. It's, 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 it's off topic. It is I, not on topic. Uh, I actually do. I was gonna complain about my computer for a second because we found out in episode number one that my computer was um, <laughs> a garbage. It was can. old. Oh, it no, was yeah. toaster. It was a toaster, but um, yeah, I had to, I had to order a new one because it, yeah. So I ordered a new one and apparently there's a shortage because of pandemic or whatever of all this stuff. Well, it took a month and a half and my computer finally shipped and now it's lost somewhere. And John just had that problem with his 3D printer twice, twice, twice. Cause I had, and I, yeah, I had my 3D printer that's on screen was delivered to the wrong place. And then, oh, I never even talked about it. I've got a, a CNC machine now. And for whatever reason, that was just sitting in Colorado Springs for three days. And, yeah, never got to me. Well, it did now. Right. But... Everybody yeah. dance now. Sorry, if you said <laughs> CNC, somebody had to. Okay. And I don't, you know, it finally shipped, right? And so... I'm like, sweet, I'm going to finally get my computer and everything's going to be good. I can work this 3D modeling software so much better. It's supposed to be delivered on Thursday and it's still sitting in God knows where. And it's the same company that John's been having problems with. I don't want to, you know, name names, but it it might rhyme with Med Rex, you know. <laughs> Just saying. It's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur? <laughs> yes. It is a dinosaur. And I'm. You I'm might like, be fed up with them, is what you're, you're fed up with that dinosaur? Is what you're saying? <laughs> I, I've got issues with that dinosaur because, come on, people. It's not that hard. Let's just give me my computer. Okay. I had to get that off my chest because they keep pushing my delivery date back. And you know what? The quality of my my stream might just get a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so give this man his computer, damn it, yes. or he's gonna he's gonna take his podcast and go home. <laughs> yeah, but he's home already. He's already halfway there. Oh man, he's <laughs> way ahead of the game. But also, I was gonna throw out there now that I got rid of that because you know it was just pissing me off this week. But uh, I saw a video that kind of cracked me up a little bit. There was a uh, uh, track meet somewhere, and there was a one girl who was very in the lead in the track meet, and somebody's dog got loose, and the dog actually caught up to the girl who was running and totally won the race. 
So kudos to that dog. It was really fast. That happens frequently. Four leg, four legs against two. So you got to give it up for the dog. Like you'll see it where they're running a marathon and a dog joins just like, you know, shortly after the start and then finishes. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. The dog was really quick. Marathon, any any side effect where the to the event where it's like bloody nipples is not for me. I'm out. You know what I mean? If that is it even on a possibility, I'd rather uh, not. Yeah, no, I I'm long past those days. I used to be a cross country runner, so I, I'm familiar with that. I never got like as a here's the thing because like I played basketball and when you would screw up, uh, punishment was running. So how do you how does a cross country coach punish you guys? You're already running. Like is it like he do you have to sit down and think about it? Like he doesn't <laughs> let you run? No more running. Yeah, more, more running. So more, more running. The punishment is more of what you're doing. Yes, it's okay. usually just meant to be faster or like. I'm a cross-country runner, so uh, the the punishment usually was, like, sprints or something okay, to that okay. effect. Okay, wind sprints now. Yeah, let's go and go ahead and make this terrible activity somehow worse. Right. Well, what do you got okay. this week, Kirk? What's going on I'm over going, there? I'm going way off topic, and don't, don't, it's, uh, it's, uh. Uh, in the news, I saw that it, uh, Biden has it's almost a $2 trillion plan for infrastructure. And I found that interesting because a lot of it has to do with green energy and helping the environment and just the technology, the innovation. So I was interested in that. And I, I'm not I, I think the stat is actually they're trying to cut down on uh, methane from emissions from cows. And they're going to be spending $7.8 out of the $1.9 trillion on cutting down cow methane. And by half, by 50% in a couple of years. And I'm just concerned because if you cut down cow farts by 50%, then more people are going to be able to smell Chris. Because <laughs> that's, I think 50% of the cow farts are covering up his odor. And if you remove that, then the whole country is going to start complaining about that. So just, I know it's good for green energy, but just beware. Be careful what you wish for. John, back me up here. Yes. So I'm saying right now, a slaughterhouse full of of uh, disgusting slaughterhouse that smell uh, with cow farts is covering up Chris. But if you remove that, it just exposes it. Like uh, he's a little funky. Chris, you want how funky is he? Can you say how funky is he? How funky is he? How funky is he? James Brown came up to this man and said, "You're a little funky." And James Brown has been dead for 15 years, so the rotting corpse of James Brown had to hold his nose when he was around Chris. That's how funky he was. So that was a long way just to viciously rib kick Chris, but uh, it kind of was a little off topic. Well, you know what? You started that. I kind of, as soon as you mentioned cows, I'm like, uh, it, it's going to be a Chris joke. And then I was thinking about it, and I'm like, but they do have a way to reduce methane, and it's, I think it was seaweed. Feeding cows seaweed it reduced methane a ton. And and it and it turned out to be cow or Chris joke. So yeah. <laughs> Chris has been silent on that. He's been silent but deadly on this uh, topic. He's not even commenting. He's so offended. I uh, I appreciate that, Kirk. I'm really glad you could throw that out this week on 
it was i thought it was a nice nice little setup and kind of a roundabout way to uh just make fun of you for no reason i thought it was a good way to kind of close out the show it, it was a good one <laughs> anytime i make fun of you john is all for it so i knew it. he'd be on my side eh you know what I'm a good sport. I can handle it. And uh, way to take a joke. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Hey, um, we will. <laughs> the the cows will be happy because now everybody will be like, "Well, we can't have that as a." Uh, so now they don't have to change their diet because they don't want to have that as a repercussion. So they're they're just going to leave the cows alone. Okay, so that's just you know what? That's an interesting message. That's uh, just leave the cows alone. That's that's a good, uh, that was my prom theme. This is a little odd. Hey, cows are decent people, Kirk. <laughs> Give me three ways that human beings are better than cows. You can't do it. It's right there. I mean, cow, cows never go on. I don't know a mass stampeding. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I I don't know where I was going with that one. Let's 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 wrap up the show. Let's let's play baseball, right? That's what we're doing next. We're the first what, what MLB two thousand. 21 i guess we got mlb the show 21 show came out on uh xbox for the first time in a long time and uh we have been teasing this for two weeks now so we will be doing our uh our big reveal which is we will be playing a game tonight which is cool and kirk himself will be announcing this game and it should be a load of fun. Who knows what Kirk is going to say, but he is going to be the play-by-play announcer for this stream. And, uh, well, we don't know how it's going to go. We had a tune-up game. It went pretty good. Horrible. But, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I these two was... chuckleheads. It's these two chuckleheads playing, and I'll be announcing and uh, making fun of them when they throw like a girl. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do hope everybody does come across and and come watch us on the stream. It is, uh, I think it's going to be worth worth a, you know, it's worth a watch because uh, I like baseball and I'm good at it. John, I did beat him last night and he was a little bit sour about it, but uh, he did pick the pitcher who throws. Yeah, he threw his pitcher got like 17 strikeouts, but I won seven to zero or three or whatever it was but a lot of diggers one all right well let, let, let's wrap it up and move to the baseball let's stop stalling let's uh let's let's uh wrap this puppy up and we'll play some baseball well guilty bystander aka kirk um always happy to have you on the podcast john yep good animation really like the ingenuity hopefully uh you can top it next week no pressure. Listen, I, I learned a lot. Hopefully everybody did too. Learn the new new animation. You learn something new and you're going to want some baseball. What a, what a great Saturday. <laughs> and uh, hopefully robots don't come across too fast because I'm not ready for it. And uh, yeah, you know, screw them for a little while. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> screw robots, everybody. Good night. See you later. Elvis has left the building. Screw robots. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully everybody comes and catches us on the stream. And if not, have a good evening. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks.